0: America welcome it is Eric Erickson here across the nation I'm so glad to have you with me the phone number is 877-973-7425 as always if you text the word Eric E-R-I-C-K to 33777 you can get the podcast link the show notes link all my social media links every link you need to stalk me on the internet and read what I have to say in addition to listening to me if you're away from your radio text Eric E-R-I-C-K Three three seven seven seven. By the way, a listener tells me that the, the suspended professor at Emory University who tweeted, they have walls, we have gliders, or put it on social media somewhere, that she was a diversity officer. Of course, the diversity pe- – oh, I, I, I have choice words for diversity officers, but I will keep my mouth shut at this moment because we need to talk about Jim Jordan. Jordan has lost another vote for Speaker of the House. Yesterday, Jim Jordan lost the vote for speaker by 20 votes. Or I should say he had 20 votes against him. Today, he has 22 votes against him. So the number went up, not down. If you subscribe to the show notes email, I I actually wrote some thoughts out for Philip to put in there today. uh, And I want to walk you through a number of those. First of all, Did conservative groups get amnesia? Now, I have had amnesia. True story. I have had amnesia. And it is a freaky thing to this day to even talk about. Two years ago now, so it was twenty twenty Christmas of 2021, no, 2020. So almost three years ago now. Sorry, I had amnesia. I have trouble remembering when it happened. Two days after Christmas, I remember this distinctly. Two days after Christmas, I went to the uh, driving range with my son. I got brand-new PXG golf clubs. That was my Christmas present. I wanted to get out to the driving range and practice with him. I took my son, who's a lefty. He had some clubs. I was trying to help him with the swing. I was standing in front of him. I got the full force of the forward swing into the side of my head. I have a divot in my head. So here's the craziest thing about this. A neurologist told me like most sports injuries are to the front or the top of your head or the back and that you don't remember the incident, that if they're to the side of your head, you can remember the incident and other stuff is foggy. I I'm Telling the truth because I got hit on the side of my head. And I remember the incident. I remember like the dull thud. I'm getting a little queasy just thinking about it, honestly. And I remember I put my hand on my head. There's a little bit of blood. I told my son we we probably need to go. So we headed home, and he was real quiet. And I looked at my. He was very quiet. And I looked in the rearview mirror, and he was staring at me in the rearview mirror. And there was blood pouring out of the side of my head, all down my face. It was all over my shirt. I didn't even feel it. It didn't hurt. So I called my wife and I said, "Uh, we had an accident. Could you get a cold washcloth and some ice ready for when we get home? She thought it was my kid. So the kid gets out of the car and is running to the house. My wife is trying to grab him to make sure he's okay. She looks at him and he's okay. He says, what's the problem? Well, I get out of the car? takes me a minute to get out of the car. And I head to the bathroom, and she comes following in behind me. And she says, are you okay? And I turn around, and I am covered in blood. And that is the last thing I remember. I distinctly remember saying, I think I need a... And it's like the record stopped. I do not have a memory of the next two weeks of my life. I don't. I don't remember anything. Like, uh, so, Philip. His brother came over the the next Sunday night. This was on, I think, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I can't really remember. And Phillip's brother came over that following Sunday. We were watching football on the front porch. I have no recollection to this day of that man ever being on my front porch, but my security camera shows I engaged in a conversation with him. And at one point, I became very belligerent that we were at halftime, and I didn't remember the start of the game, but it was actually the start of the game. And I was a belligerent a-hole. Um, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember anything. In fact, the horror story of all of this is that I wound up doing feeling well enough to go back to radio the next day, and I did three days of radio until my boss at the time, Drew, calls to tell me how good I sounded, and I have no recollection to this day of having done any radio whatsoever. He made me go home until a doctor cleared me. For the next week. I do not remember doing three days of radio, but I could listen. You would never know. This is how good at radio I am, people. Y'all would never know I had amnesia and had no idea what I was doing in my life at the moment. The radio sounded really good. You can pull up the podcast from those days of radio, and I was brilliant. And I have no memory whatsoever of doing it. None. It is the wildest thing to have like two weeks of your life. And you don't remember anything. It's insane. I was on the golf course a while back, and apparently one of the doctors who attended to me came up uh, and started talking to me. And I'm like, I I don't know who this guy is. He clearly knew who I was, and he finally laughed. He's like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't remember me, would you? (laughs) It's crazy. Like, when you're a kid and you watch a TV show and the people have amnesia, it's kind of like this wild thing. Like, are they just making this up? Is this a real thing? It's a real thing. And I got to wonder, does the conservative movement have amnesia? Did did my kid collectively hit the conservative movement with a golf club in the back of the, the side of the head? I ask because when we fought John Boehner, and when we fought Kevin McCarthy the first time and wound up with Paul Ryan. And when we fought Mitch McConnell, the lesson that we learned each of those times was that when the conservative movement mobilizes against these internal congressional fights, we lose. Every single time the conservative movement has mobilized against an intra-party, internal-to-Congress fight, the conservative movement has lost. The only time we won was this fight with Kevin McCarthy back in January. And there was a fundamental difference between it and the others. So what's the difference between them? Well, the difference is when the conservative movement rallies their base to call members of Congress, the biblical donkeys show up. They don't just call and say, hi, my name's Eric Erickson. I'm a constituent. I really like Jim Jordan, and I hope you'll consider voting for him. They don't do that. If they did, they might win. But there are too many a-holes in the conservative movement who call up and say, If you don't vote for Jim Jordan, I'm going to fight against you. You better vote against Jim Jordan. If you don't vote for Jim Jordan, I'm going to primary you. I'm going to show up at your house. I'm going to bully you. Folks, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We learned that with John Boehner. We learned that with Kevin McCarthy the first time. We learned that in the fight against John McConnell. Or John John McConnell's my agent, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> we learned that every single time you have these a-holes in the conservative movement who start calling somebody anonymously texted Don Bacon's wife, Don Bacon. Member of Congress from Nebraska. Somebody started anonymously texting his wife to bully her about her husband voting for Jim Jordan. Of course he didn't vote for Jim Jordan. He wasn't going to anyway, but it made him more dogmatic. He wasn't even going to consider a vote for Jim Jordan after being bullied. It happens every time. How does the conservative movement forget this every time? Do you know the difference between those fights and the one we had with McCarthy in January? With McCarthy in January, here's what happened. Chip Roy, the congressman from Texas, got a bunch of conservative congressmen in a room off-site, and they plotted it out after the election in November. They had two months planning time. They kept it close to the vest. They kept it internal. I was one of the very few people on the outside who knew what was going to happen. And they didn't rally the base. They didn't rally people to make a bunch of phone calls. They did it internally. They plotted it out. They did it over two months. Matt Gates showed up on the floor of the House. Leroy Jenkins did blew it all up got rid of Kevin McCarthy and now guess what he sabotaged Jim Jordan in the process had Matt Gates waited put a little thought into it and plotted with other conservatives they probably could have expanded the number of people to vote against Jim Jordan or, or against Kevin McCarthy and gotten Jim Jordan the speakership but he didn't want to do that all of this that happened today. Killing off Jim Jordan's opportunity to be speaker is because Matt Gates had no impulse control, didn't wait, and decided to Leroy Jenkins it. If you don't know who Leroy Jenkins is, you are missing out on a brilliant moment of pop culture. But also, how was Jim Jordan's whip operation so bad? I was talking to him two days ago, and they thought that they were down to like six holdouts. They had 20 the first day, 22 the second day. How is that possible? How is it so bad? And then they turned and started stabbing Steve Scalise in the back. Scalise stood up, voted for Jordan, got applause for doing so. And then after the vote failed, the Jordan people immediately started blasting Scalise. So guess what? People who were Scalise supporters who voted for Jordan, they turned on him. They turned on Jordan. There's something else here as well. Ken Buck is a good dude. Ken Buck is a good friend. Ken Buck is a principled conservative. And Ken Buck refused to support Scalise or Jordan because neither man would come out and say the 2020 election wasn't stolen. Ken Buck is a conservative who understands that to be in the majority, we have to have moderates. And to have moderates, you can't have election deniers as Speaker of the House. Forget the wrestling scandal with Jim Jordan. Just the, the, the ties to Trump and trying to get Mike Pence to throw out the Electoral College. Moderates in New York whose seats we need to stay in the majority would be crucified if they voted for Jim Jordan. And if they went on television, if he was the speaker, before they could talk about anything else, they would have to talk about the stolen election. And Buck made that point repeatedly, and he couldn't get Jordan to walk it back, and so he didn't vote for Jordan. Don't blame Ken Buck here. Ken Buck is making a ton of sense. Here's the difference between so many conservatives in Washington and the progressive Hamas caucus squad. The Hamas caucus squad, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, uh, Elena Presley and the like, they know they got to be in the majority to get anything done. And so their team players with Nancy Pelosi, even as they don't like her, even as they wish she was even further left than she already is, they don't like her, but they know they need her, they need the majority to get things done. Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Nancy Mays, the, these conservative bomb throwers, if they're in the minority, they still raise money. They, they don't have to be in the majority to get anything done. They, 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 can, they can rather rule in hell than, than worship in heaven. They don't need to do it. It's just remarkable. That Matt Gates went in Leroy Jenkins style and threw this bomb, and he's taken out Jim Jordan. And by the way, yes, uh, Matt Gates bears the lion's share of responsibility here. He went in Leroy Jenkins style. He didn't play. Now, for those of you who don't know what Leroy Jenkins is, I can't play you the audio because of the profanity in it. But uh, Leroy Jenkins is a very famous video of a group of guys playing World of Warcraft. And uh, Leroy is one of the players in the game. And all the guys are plotting out how they're going to go into this cave, and they're going to wipe out the bad guys, and Leroy steps out to go to the bathroom. And while Leroy's in the bathroom, the rest of the guys are plotting, all right, we've lost every time we've done this, so we're going to shake up the strategy. Here's what we're going to do. Three of us are going to go into the front door. We're going to draw attention. We're going to try to draw back and run them out of the cave. The other five of you, you're going to go around the backside of the cave. You're going to break down the rocks. You're going to get in from the backside. And as these guys are charging us, y'all shoot them from behind. Now, be careful. Don't shoot us. Now, we're going to leave three other guys out in case we get injured or hurt. These other three guys, they're going to be the back of it. And, and so they're laying all this plot. And all of a sudden, Leroy comes back and here hear say, All right, guys, I'm back. Let's go, Leroy Jenkins. And he runs in and they all die again. He did not sit down, didn't plot, didn't, he just Leroy Jenkins did. That's what Matt Gates did. He didn't sit, he didn't plot. Look what happened with Kevin McCarthy in January. For two months, conservatives led by Chip Roy, they laid out a scheme where, look, if we can't get this, we're at least going to extract maximum concessions from Kevin McCarthy to get conservatives on the Rules Committee for the first time ever and conservatives on the Appropriations Committee for the first time ever. And they won. They got everything they wanted. Kevin McCarthy became Speaker, which is what he wanted. You had this alliance. It worked. Mad Gates, Leroy Jenkins did. He killed off Kevin McCarthy's Speakership, and he's just sabotaged Jim Jordan's Speakership. And conservatives are probably going to find a more moderate Speaker now, who, by the way, He's got to make sure Ukraine is funded. I'm sure you all wanted that. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you safe. It's the Eric Erickson Show. You can be live on Eric's show by calling eight seven seven nine seven 97 That's 877-973-7425. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's see here, here we go. Nuja Ali is a former PLO, that's Palestinian Liberation Organization, spokeswoman. She now works at the Department of Homeland Security assessing asylum claims. On social media, she put out, uh, F Israel, except she didn't say F, she used the whole word, the government and its military. F Israel, the government, and its military. Are you ready for your downfall? And it includes a picture of Hamas uh, paratroopers gliding in with machine guns. This is someone who... Works for the government. She put it on Instagram. She says, American-born, Palestinian at heart. She made several posts glorifying the terrorist attacks on Israel, including one depicting armed terrorists paragliding into the Jewish state with the caption, Free Palestine. Uh, She said, respect our existence or expect resistance. Simple, no apologies. She's employed. She's employed. On October 9th, she posted to Facebook how Nuzha wakes up, accompanied by a video captioned, F Israel and any Jew that supports Israel. And a photo that says, a nation that has nothing but Allah has everything it will ever need. This is a woman in charge of assessing asylum claims for the Department of Homeland Security. Don't you feel safe with her in charge? Well, maybe not, but at least you can sleep in a house that doesn't stink with the eden Pure Thunderstorm. Uh, you can get three of them for less than $200, and they not only get rid of the dust and the pollen in the air, but they wipe out odors as well. Smoke odors, sulfurous stench from some of these bad guys, I'm sure. The Pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors, they wipe them out. This thing's a little bit bigger than the size of your hand. You can plug it into the wall, or you can plug it in with a USB cord. So, for example, in your car or your RV. Uh, And it just works. It wipes out odors. Wipes out, I mean, cigar odors. I know that firsthand. know that from a friend of mine as well uh, who sneaks cigars in his truck, and his wife had no idea it works. You get three of them for less than $200, one for your upstairs, your downstairs, your basement, your truck, your RV, your travel bag, wherever you need them. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, you'll see a discount code box. You put in ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. And you can get three Eden Fear Thunderstorms for less than two hundred dollars. EdenfearDeals.com, the discount code Eric E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program. Um, I want to talk about something that for many of you, you're going to say, well, this has nothing to do with me. Why are you being so hyperlocal? And, you know, normally I get accused of, you say, oh, why are you talking about Georgia? Because you're in Georgia. I don't live in Georgia. I'm not talking about Georgia. I want to talk about what's happening right now in Virginia. Virginia, Virginia. Virginia is Governor Glenn Youngkin, and the Virginia Republicans were able to take control of the Virginia House in their off-year elections a couple of years ago, and they are making inroads to taking back the Virginia Senate. It is going to be a master class in how you run good campaigns. It, it actually is really remarkable uh, just how they're running this campaign. Let me step back a little bit, though, so to paint the picture and why it's relevant for so many of you. When you look at, for example, the Republican Party in Georgia or Arizona or Michigan, to a degree Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania, what you see is a group of people who lost their ever-living mind. There's a lot of polling in America right now on the Republican side that people want a candidate for president who agrees with them more than they want a candidate for president who can win and even trickle down to the local elections and what you find is people on the right more than the left these days want someone who agrees with the voter as opposed to someone who can win on the left right now the numbers are opposite a majority want someone who can win they don't care if the person agrees with them, they'll deal with that later. But on the right note, we need purity of thought. We don't need to win. The result is that in places like Arizona and Michigan, and even in Georgia, where I am, you see local Republican parties completely out of touch with everyone except those in their echo chamber. They, they have a hard time convincing independent voters to go their way. In Georgia, Brian Kemp did an impressive thing where he essentially took control of, Of uh, the turnout, the vote operation uh, bypassed the party. The party was so in the tank for 2020's total election, what can we do to fluff up Donald Trump today, that uh, the party alienated itself from independent voters and moderate voters and, and could not connect to them. I mean, you've got now in the Republican Party in Georgia a woman who is a literal flat earther who believes the earth is flat in a leadership position in the state party. In Michigan and Arizona, it's even more insane. you got some seriously bad, crap, crazy people in those state parties who don't care about winning. In fact, they're convinced that the more incendiary candidate they get, the better it's going to be with voters. But there's this thing called an independent voter and a moderate voter, and you have to get those people to vote for you in order to win. Republicans used to understand you got to build a coalition to win. If you just get out your true believers, there aren't enough. Virginia had that problem. Virginia had this weird little rule where you could elect candidates, uh, get candidates the nomination in uh, conventions. And what was happening is the true believers would show up and get a diehard conservative candidate the nomination in the convention, and then they would bleed to death on the road to the general election. They would get eaten alive. They were out of touch. They were kind of fringies. Creeped out independent voters, creeped out moms. Along comes Glenn Youngkin, who is a conservative, is a giant, by the way, dude is tall. But he just comes across as a, a, like, reasonable guy who, look, yeah, I'm a conservative, but I I really – I just want to get our state working. The state's got problems. Leave it to me. He focused on parents. He focused on fixing education. He focused on deregulation. He focused on how can he get small businesses in Virginia to thrive? How can he deregulate a state where Democrats got in charge and started making the huge burden? And and he had a problem because northern Virginia, the suburbs of D.C., have gotten extremely Democratic, extremely woke, extremely progressive. Well – he had an inroad there. As much as in other states, Republicans have lost their ever living minds, that's what happened in Virginia with the Democrats lately. Democrats in Virginia have gone so far left, they've begun alienating left wing voters. Let me say that again so you understand what's happened. In Virginia, Democrats have gone so far left, they're alienating left wing voters. Liberal voters in Virginia who vote Democrat don't like the Democratic Party of Virginia because they've gone insane that Virginia Democrats have done in Virginia what Republicans have done in so many other places. And one of the things Glenn Youngkin has done is he's maintained such a firm grip on the party apparatus there that even the crazies in the party can't get out of line too far. Glenn Youngkin's running the ground game. Glenn Youngkin's running to get out of the get-out-of-the-vote campaign. Glenn Youngkin's l- running the absentee ballot campaign. Glenn Youngkin is telling Republicans in Virginia, stop thinking the election's going to be stolen. Vote early. Vote as soon as you can. Fill out your absentee ballot. Get the vote in. And you know what? Republicans in Virginia, for the first time in a long time, are winning the early vote. And we have the data. We can see who's voting. You know who they're winning it with? They're not persuading people who vote on Election Day to show up early. They're persuading new voters to vote Republican. And they're persuading Republican voters who typically don't vote in state elections in odd years. They, they vote in, in general elections for congressional years and presidential years. They're getting them out now. They're getting their ballots. They've gone out. They've collected ballots. They've done all the things the Republicans have said we shouldn't do. We can't ballot harvest. Oh, they ballot harvested in Virginia. The Republicans are beating the Democrats in Virginia right now, y'all. The Republicans are beating the Democrats. And what's been the response of the Virginia Democrats? These people have come unglued. They are losing their minds. They are trying to make an entire campaign about abortion and about supporting Hamas. Democrats in the Virginia legislature, when that hospital blew up in Gaza, that turns out it was Hamas and the Islamic Jihad that did it, they're out condemning Israel for blowing to the hospital. They haven't taken down the tweet. It's false. It's a lie. It's not true. I don't know if you know this, but Virginia has a pretty big Jewish population in northern Virginia. It doesn't help that the progressive Democrats, who are pro terrorist, are attacking the Jews, Israel, and using a lie to do it. Not only that, this is my favorite one they decided well you know what this year is going to be about abortion we're going to make the whole thing about abortion we're going to run on abortion do you know who they do you know who they got in in the metro or the suburban richmond area they got a nurse they got a female nurse white attractive nurse who could run and talk about women's health and women's right to choose and abortion and how the Glenn Youngkin, even though Glenn Youngkin says he's not going to do radical abortion agenda, Glenn Youngkin's pro-life, which means they're going to cut off a woman's right to choose in Virginia. If the Republicans win, it's going to be bad for women. It's going to be, what's that stupid show with the red cloaks? The Handmaid's Tale. It's going to be the Handmaid's Tale of Virginia if Glenn Youngkin gets his way. Turns out this woman's a porn star. That's right. This woman who's all about uh, women's rights and women's health, but also suburban mom, clean cut suburban mom who loves kids. And she's not a radical. She's a porn star. She and her husband. uh, So the Democrats, well, it's consensual sex between a married couple. Uh, They've been filming their deeds online for an audience. Talk about deviance. This is who the Democrats heralded. And you know, their first response was this is consenting sex between a married couple. Who are we to judge? Well, it turns out that Virginians kind of are opposed to the idea of having a porn star deviant running for office in the suburbs as a middle-class mom. It hasn't gone over so well. It's been kind of funny to watch and see. The, the the porn star women of America tried to rally to her, but all the Democrats who had been hanging out with her and fundraising with her deleted all their posts and said, I don't know. So this woman was on a website. I don't even want to give you the name of the website, but essentially uh, men, and it was mostly men. Could text her and pay her money if she would do a deviant sex act with someone. And she bragged about it. She got this online stuff where she's bragging about uh, sneakily roping hotel workers into helping her uh, do this sort of stuff. They had no idea what they were participating in. And, and she's this deviant woman. And the Democrats put her up. They're like, oh, we're going to get this great middle class mom from the suburbs who's a pro abortion nurse to be our candidate. And she's a deviant. And then they didn't just do that. They also got all these pro-Hamas people who are coming out of the woodwork. They got these left-wing radicals who are now out there marching death to the Jews, and they're the Democratic nominees for the Virginia State Senate. The Democrats in Virginia have done what Republicans did in Arizona and Georgia and Michigan and Wisconsin. You may not have a flat earther in Virginia like you do in Georgia, but you got a deviant porn star and a pro-Hamas candidate out there blasting the Jews. All Glenn Youngkin and the Republicans have done is not be crazy. That's the remarkable thing here. All they've done is just not be crazy. They're still conservative. They're still pursuing conservative policy. They're just trying not to scare people. And the Democrats, that's all they're doing in Virginia. They're scaring the crap out of people. You mean if the Democrats win, we're going to have a a sexual deviant from the suburbs of Richmond and a pro-Hamas supporter in a Jewish area of of northern Virginia? I don't think so. And then, you know what else they got going on for them? They've got all these Democrats who still can't understand that parents have a right to have a say in their kids' education. you got all these left-wing Democrats who are like, I don't think parents should have a say in what books are in the school library. Hey, did you see this pornography in the kids' library? I don't think parents should be able to oppose it. That's where the Democrats are in Virginia. They've gone out of their minds. They're sexually deviant pro-Hamas terrorists supporting Democrats who want to tax small business out of existence and, and hobnob with people in Washington, D.C. And all Glenn Youngkin's doing is saying, I'm good for business and I'm good for families. And I'm good for education, and I'm not the scary crazy sexual deviant. And it's working. And along the way, the Republicans have relearned how to do early voting. They've relearned how to do absentee voting. They've relearned how to turn out the vote. They've relearned how to convince people to vote early and and vote as quickly as they can. they They've done this and it's working. The election's a couple of weeks away. The election's the first week in November. But based on the metrics of where the Republicans are right now, they should be very proud of what they've done. It looks like they're winning the early vote. They always win same day. So if they're winning the early vote and they win the same day, they're going to pick up the Virginia Senate. Yes, it comes at a time that Joe Biden is deeply unpopular, but here's the ticket. Glenn Youngkin's deeply popular. Joe Biden's deeply unpopular. Glenn Youngkin has—he's majority favorable with men. He's majority favorable with women. He's majority favorable with the young. He's majority favorable with the old. Thirty-six percent of black voters like him in Virginia. More than a third of black voters feel comfortable with this man. He's not spooky. He's a conservative who is reasonable. Who comes across as he cares, and he's got their interest at heart. And the Democrats are the rabidly crazy, bat crap, crazy candidates out there. He recruited good candidates. He vetted those candidates before recruiting them so they didn't have any deviant porn stars on the Republican side. He's got a hostile media that he's gone to war with and fought back on. He's just done an excellent job in the Virginia Republican Party, which for a time went insane, has found its sanity under Glenn Youngkin. And you've got the House and the Senate Republicans working collaboratively with him at the state level. It is one big team operation all designed to win Republicans nationwide. Take note of what's happening in Virginia. The Republicans are in the process of curb stomping the Democrats for the second election in a row, all by just not being crazy and wanting to win more than they want to be right. There's a lesson for all of us to learn there. You want to have a majority, you want to be able to change things, you got to take power. You got to take power? Well, you got to vote for people who can win, you got to be willing to win. And you got to just not be freaking crazy like the Democrats in Virginia. It's amazing what can happen for the rest of us just learning from what Glenn Youngkin's doing. Now, I got to tell you about stamps.com before I get out of here. I'm running long on this. And stamps.com, they can save you from long lines. Stamps.com. You can save money. You can get your packages shipped from the post office or UPS. You can find the cheapest and the fastest shipping options. You can even get carrier discounts up to 84%. With the holidays coming, you got packages to send. You should consider Stamps.com. You can get access to them on your computer or your mobile device, day or night. All you need is a printer with your mobile device or your computer. When you're running low on supplies, you can even order fresh supplies from Stamps.com. they got a great supply store, a million businesses. Use stamps.com to get ready for the holiday rush. You can, too. Sign up today with code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You get a special offer. It's a four-week trial. You get free postage. You get a free digital scale. You do not have a long-term commitment. You do not have a contract to sign. Go to stamps.com, click on the microphone, enter the code, my name, ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You'll start saving today. You can arrange pickup at your office or your home from the post office or UPS. You don't have to stay in line. It saves you time. It saves you money. Go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone and put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. He's got the courage to tell you the actual truth, even when it isn't popular. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Hi, how are you? It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Health insurance premiums now cost $24,000 a year. The annual increase jumped 7% this year from 1% a year ago. Remember when Obamacare was going to just make everything all cheap and hunky-dory? I mean, that this was the whole point of Obamacare we warned you about at the time, is that the whole plan was actually to drive up health care costs to make it unsustainable to collapse the system so that then you get communist, socialist, single-payer health plans, and it's still working because Republicans, thanks, John McCain, didn't kill Obamacare. The costs continue to go up. You know, it, not only are costs going up, but we still haven't done a good job of, of uh, rejiggering the manufacturing process for antibiotics and other medicines. Like, I worry about my wife and her medicine, so she takes this oral chemotherapy every day, keeps her tumors from growing. And I do worry about the supply chain issues, and I know I, I got to take my own medicine and, and not worry. Uh, tomorrow's got enough worries. Let God take care. I know, I know, I know. I I preach it to myself as much as I tell you guys not to worry. It's really a sermon to myself. I got to remind myself this: not to worry about these things. God's got this. Uh, all, all things work for the good of those called according to His purpose. All that sort of stuff. But still, we got to work on these sorts of supply chains and re-domesticate a lot of our pharmaceutical companies microchip companies, and, and so much more. It's a national security issue at this point. We cannot be dependent on China. And if we can't uh, resource them to the United States, we need to ally shore them and, and go find good allies in the third world and help them get set up and train their workforces to make what we don't want China to make. There's no reason this stuff has to be made in the United States. It's true. The costs will go up tremendously if, if a lot of it is. But there's no reason that we have to rely on China for it. India is becoming a great collaborator. Vietnam, of all places, is becoming a great partner to the United States. Let them make the antibiotics. Let them make the microchips. Let them make the iPhones. Apple's actually moving more and more out of China, just not fast enough. But this healthcare premium skyrocketing for people up 7%. One of the highest jumps for homeowners and, and um, employees out there is their healthcare costs this coming year. It should be a big red flag to everyone that there's a problem in the system, and Obamacare didn't fix it. It made it worse. But that was by design, and that's something Republicans need to remember. It was by design that this sort of stuff happened. Um, just it's It's just remarkable that Republicans can't get a good handle on how to message this stuff. All right, when we come back, i got less than 30 seconds here. When we come back, i got to tell you about Omaha Steaks because I just forgot to do it with enough time to be able to do it. But I also got to talk to you about teaching kids about the victim dichotomy. The chickens are coming home to roost in our education system. We see with this pro Palestinian protesters out there. I want to explain to you exactly what's going on in the country. You need to be advised that something's <laughs> rotten out there with this.